0: where if you mouse over the link top for original edition, you will see the link to read, A-C-I-M-O-E. On that same drop-down menu, there is a link to subscribe to an excellent daily email sent to you by the Course and Miracle Society, which contains both the workbook lesson and the text reading for the day. My name is Lemoyne Castle, and this call happens for and with you every weekday morning, Monday through Friday, from about 9.20 to about 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Today we're continuing our reading in Chapter 29, The Awakening, with Section 3, The Coming of the Guest, and at the top of the hour we'll pause for remembrance of our lesson for the day, lesson 306, the gift of Christ is all I seek today, which led today by Fran, a friend, a friend's back. Lori, do you have an opening you'd like to offer this morning?
1: I do, and I'm just really, really, really happy about it. It's a poem called The Most Important Thing by Julia Ferenbacher. And it goes like this I am making a home inside myself, a shelter of kindness where everything is forgiven everything allowed a quiet patch of sunlight to stretch out without hurry where all that has been banished and buried is welcomed spoken listened to released a fiercely friendly place I can claim as my very own I'm throwing arms open to the whole of myself especially the fearful fault-finding falling apart unfinished parts knowing every seed and weed every drop of rain has made the soil richer I will light a candle pour a hot cup of tea gather around the warmth of my own blazing fire I will hell if I want to knowing this flame can burn through any perceived problem any prescribed perfectionism any lying limitation every heavy thing I am making a home inside myself where grace blooms in grand and glorious abundance, a shelter of kindness that grows all the truest things. I whisper hallelujah to the friendly sky. Watch now as I burst into blossom. The gift of Christ is all I seek today. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lori. Beautiful. Yes, it wow. Beautiful. Thank you, Lori. That touched my heart. Thank you. Oh, Oh, that was did mine too. Yeah, I'll put it on the (laughs) AIM chat.
2: (laughs) Could you give us
1: or give me the author of that again? Sure. Sure. It's Julia Ferenbacher, F F E H R E N B A C H E R E N B A C H E R. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Thank you. Uh, you're welcome. Oh, well, definitely. Thank you, Laurie. And,
0: uh, Okay, hey, with us and the reading today, we have Fran, Yvonne, Lori, Harrison, Micah, and Jessica. With us in listening, we have Robin, Marie, Ida, Mindy, Judy, and Roz. Is there anyone else who would like to uh, announce and join either the reading or the listening list this morning?
2: Wendy's listening.
0: Good morning, Wendy.
1: Good morning, one more. morning.
0: Okay. Today, our reading is in Chapter 29, The Awakening, Section 3, The Coming of the Guest. Sorry, paragraph 10. Why would you not perceive it as a release from suffering to learn that you are free? Why would you not acclaim the truth? instead of looking on it as an enemy? Why does an easy path, so clearly marked it is impossible to lose the way, seem thorny, rough, and far too difficult for you to follow? Is it not because you see it as the road to hell, instead of looking on it as a simple way, without a sacrifice or any loss, to find yourself in heaven, And in God? Until you realize you give up nothing, until you understand there is no loss, you will have some regret about the way that you have chosen. And you will not see the many gains your choice has offered you. Yet though you do not see them, they are there. Their cause has been affected, and they must be present where their cause has entered in. Burn.
1: Section 3. The Coming of the Guests. Paragraph 10. Why would you not perceive it as release from suffering to learn that you are free? Why would you not acclaim the truth instead of looking on it as an enemy? Why does an easy path, so clearly marked it is impossible to lose the way, seem thorny, rough, and far too difficult for you to follow? Is it not because you see it as the road to hell instead of looking on it as a simple way without a sacrifice or any loss to find yourself in heaven and in God? Until you realize you give up nothing, until you understand there is no loss, you will have some regrets about the way that you have chosen and you will not see the many gains your choice has offered you. Yet though you do not see them, they are there. Their cause has been affected, and they must be present where their cause has entered in. 11. You have accepted healing's cause, and so it must be you are healed. And being healed, the power to heal must also now be yours. The miracle is not a separate thing which happens suddenly as an effect without a cause. Nor is it in itself a cause, but where its cause is, must it be. Now is it caused, though not as yet perceived, and its effects are there, though not yet seen. Look inward now, and you will not behold a reason for regret, but cause indeed for glad rejoicing and for hope of peace.
0: Thank you, Fran. And Yvonne.
3: Thank you, Lemoyne. You have accepted healing's cause, and so it must be you are healed. And being healed, the power to heal must also be yours. The miracle is not a separate thing which happens suddenly as an effect without a cause, nor is in itself, nor is it in itself a cause, but where its cause is, must it be. Now it is cause, though not as yet perceived, and its effects are there, though not yet seen. Look inward now, and you will not behold a reason for regret, but cause indeed for glad rejoicing and for hope of peace. It has been hopeless to attempt to find a hope of peace upon a battleground. It has been futile to demand escape from sin and pain of what was made to serve the function of retaining sin and pain. For pain and sin are one illusion, as are hate and fear, attack and guilt, but one. Where they are causeless, their effects are gone. And love must come wherever they are not. Why are you not rejoicing? You are free of pain and sickness, misery and loss, and all effects of hatred and attack. No more is pain your friend and guilt your God, and you should welcome the effects of love. <laughs> Thank you.
0: Thank you, Yvonne and Laurie.
1: Twelve, it has been hopeless to attempt to find the hope of peace upon a battleground. It has been futile to demand escape from sin and pain of what was made to serve the function of retaining sin and pain. For pain and sin are one illusion, as are hate and fear, attack and guilt but one. Where they are causeless, their effects are gone, and love must come wherever they are not. Why are you not rejoicing? You are free of pain and sickness, misery and loss, and all effects of hatred and attack. No more is pain your friend and guilt your God, and you should welcome the effects of love. 13. Your guest has come. You asked him, and he came. You did not hear him enter, for you did not wholly welcome him yet his gifts came with him he has laid them at your feet and asks you now that you will look on them and take them for your own he needs your help in giving them to all who walk alone apart believing they are separate and alone they will be healed when you accept your gifts because your gifts will welcome Everyone whose feet have touched the holy ground whereon you stand and where his gifts for them
0: are laid. Thank you, Lori. And Harrison.
4: Your guest has come. You asked him, and he came. You did not hear him enter, for you did not wholly welcome him, and yet his gifts came with him. He has laid them at your feet and asked you now that you will look on them and take them for your own. He needs your help and giving them to all who walk apart, believing they are separate and alone. They will be healed when you accept your guests, because your guest will welcome everyone whose feet have touched the holy ground whereon you stand and where his gifts for them are laid. Fourteen. You do not see how much you now can give because of everything that you have received. Yet he who entered in must start saying, yes, He, capital H, who entered in must wait, but wait for you to come where you invited him to be. There is no other place where he can find his host, nor where his host can meet with him, and nowhere else. His gifts of peace and joy and all the happiness his presence brings can be obtained. For they are where he is who brought them with him, that they might be yours. You cannot see your guests, but you can see the gifts he brought. And when you look on them, you will believe his presence must be there. For what you now can do should not be done without the love and grace his presence holds. Thank you, Arizona.
0: And Micah.
5: Okay, uh, 14. You do not see how much you now can give because of everything you have received. Yet he who entered in but waits for you, come where you invited him to be. There is no other place where he can find his host, nor where his host can meet with him. And nowhere else his gifts of peace and joy and all the happiness his presence brings can be obtained. For they are where he is who brought them with him that they might be yours. You cannot see your guest, but you can see the gifts he brought. And when you look on them, you will believe his presence must be there. For what you now can do cannot be done without the love and grace his presence holds. Fifteen. Such is the promise of the living God. His Son have life, and ever every living thing be a part of him. And nothing else have life. What you have given life is not alive and symbolizes but your wish to be alive apart from life, alive in death, with death perceived as life and living death. Confusion follows on confusion here for on confusion has this world been based and there's nothing else it rests upon Its basis does not change, although it seems to be in constant change. Yet what does that except the state confusion really mean? Stability to those who are confused is meaningless, and shift and change become the law on which they predicate their lives.
0: Thank you, Micah and Jessica.
6: Fifteen. Such is the promise of the living God. His son have life and every living thing be part of him and nothing else have life. What you have given life is not alive and symbolizes but your wish to be alive apart from life, alive in death with death perceived as life and living death. Confusion follows on confusion here, for on confusion has this world been based, and there is nothing else it rests upon. Its basis does not change, although it seems to be in constant change. Yet what is that except the state confusion really means? Stability to those who are confused is meaningless. And shift and change become the law on which they predicate their lives. The body does not change. It represents the larger dream that change is possible. To change is to attain a state unlike the one in which you found yourself before. There is no change in immortality, and heaven knows it not. Yet here on earth, it has a double purpose, for it can be made to teach opposing things, and they reflect the teacher who is teaching them. The body can appear to change with time, with sickness, or with health, and with events that seem to alter it, yet this but means. The mind remains unchanged in its belief of what the purpose of the body is.
0: Thank you, Jessica. And is there a new reader who would like to continue with 16 and 17?
7: This is Sandra. I can read. Well,
0: thank you, Sandra.
7: Mm-hmm. The body does not change. It represents the larger dream that change is possible. To change is to attain a state unlike the one in which you found yourself before. There is no change in immortality, and heaven knows it not. Yet here on earth it has a double purpose, for it can be made to teach opposing things and they reflect the teacher who is teaching them. The body can appear to change with time, with sickness, or with health, and with events that seem to alter it. Yet this but means the mind remains unchanged in its belief of what the purpose is of the body is. Sickness is a demand that the body be a thing that it is not. Its nothingness is guaranteed. Its nothingness is guarantee that it cannot be sick. In your demand that it be more than this lies the idea of sickness. For it asks that God be less than all he really is. What then becomes of you? For it is you of whom the sacrifice is asked. For he is told that part of him belongs to him no longer. He must sacrifice yourself. He must sacrifice yourself. And in his sacrifice you are made more. And he is lessened by the loss of you. And what is gone from him becomes your God, protecting you from being part of Capital H him.
0: Thank you, Sandra. And is there another new reader for seventeen and eighteen? I'll read it. Is Wendy.
1: Seventeen. Sickness is a demand the body be a thing that it is not. Its nothingness is guarantee that it cannot be sick. Endure, in, in your demand that it be more than this, lies the idea of sickness. For it asks that God be less than all He really is. What then becomes of you? For it is you of whom the sacrifice is asked. For he is told that part of him belongs to him no longer. He must sacrifice yourself. And in his sacrifice are you made more. And he is lessened by the loss of you. And what is gone from him becomes your God, protecting you from being part of him. 18. The body that is asked to be be a god will be attacked because its nothingness has not been recognized. And so it seems to be a thing with power in itself. As something, it can be perceived and thought to feel and act and hold you in its grasp as prisoner to itself. And it
7: can fail to be what you demanded that it be. And you will
8: hate it
1: for its littleness. Unmindful that the failure does not lie in that it is not more than it should be, but only in your failure to perceive that it is nothing. Yet its nothingness is your salvation from which you would flee.
0: Thank you, Wendy. And is there another new reader for 18 and 19?
1: I can do it, Lemoyne.
0: Okay.
1: The body that is asked to be a god will be attacked because its nothingness has not been recognized. And so it seems to be a thing with power in itself. As it's something, it can be perceived and thought to feel and act, and hold you in its grasp as prisoner to itself. And it can fail to be what you demanded that it be, and you will hate it for its littleness, unmindful that the failure does not lie in that it is not more than it should be, but only in your failure to perceive that it is nothing. Yet, its nothingness is your salvation from which you would flee. As, quote, something, unquote, the body is asked to be God's enemy, replacing what he is with littleness and limit and despair. It is his loss you celebrate when you behold the body as a thing you love or look upon it as a thing you hate. For if he be the sum of everything, then what is not in him does not exist, and his completion is its nothingness. Your Savior is not dead, nor does he dwell in what was built as a temple unto death. He lives in God, And it is this that makes him Savior unto you, and only this. His body's nothingness releases yours from sickness and from death. For what is yours cannot be more or less than what is his. Amen. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Judy. And do we have a new reader who would like to uh, complete with paragraph 19?
2: I will do that.
0: Thank you, Robin Marie.
2: As, quote, something, unquote, is the body asked to be God's enemy, replacing what he is with littleness and limit, and despair. It is his loss you celebrate when you behold the body as a thing you love or look upon it as a thing you hate. For if he be the sum of everything, then what is not in him does not exist, and his completion is its nothingness. Your Savior is not dead, nor does he dwell in what was built as temple unto death. He lives in God, and, is, and it is this that makes him Savior unto you, and only this. His body's nothingness releases yours from sickness and from death, for what is yours cannot be more nor less than what is his.
0: Thank you, Robin Murray.
9: Can can I read it?
0: Yes, Ida. That okay. answered, answered my yeah. question. Oh, really? Yeah. Thank you. Go You're gonna,
9: you gonna ask for somebody else, yeah? Oh, okay. Um, let's see here. Um, wait a minute. here it is. As something, quote-unquote, is the body asked to be God's enemy, replacing what he is with littleness and limit and despair. Wow. It is his loss you celebrate when you behold the body as a thing you love or look upon it as a thing you hate. For if if capital he be the sum of everything, then what is not in him does not exist, and his completion is its nothingness. Your Savior is not dead, nor does he dwell in what was built as temple unto death. He lives in God, and it is this that makes him Savior unto you, and only this. His body's nothingness releases yours from sickness, and from death. For what is yours cannot be more nor less than what is his. Thanks.
0: Thank you, Ida. All right, well, third to recognize why it's getting harder to summarize this stuff because we're, I think Lee would have more specifics perhaps to say about how we're deep into the part of it that is just written as blank first. And uh, quite an interesting trip. I'm trying to pull things out (laughs) to create a summary. So, um, yeah, I apologize. It just sounds a lot Here's like to me reading. Go ahead. As good, you're as good as Lee.
9: You're just different. That's all.
0: <laughs> well, I just just want to say I, I, every time I tried to pull one <laughs> pull a sentence out, it would either start to just fall apart, and I realized I'm losing the point, or it just wouldn't. I just no, not that sentence. <laughs> you know? Anyway, um, ah, so here we go. Lemoyne, you're
8: doing beautifully. You really are.
0: Water. Just go with the flow. I'm fine. And um, yeah, just I know I have a tendency towards pedantry, and this is not really it. (laughs) Okay. Uh, from The Awakening, Section 3, The Coming of the Guest. Why would you not perceive it as release from suffering to learn that you are free? Why would you not acclaim the truth instead of looking on it as an enemy? Why does an easy path so clearly mark it is impossible to lose the way seem thorny, rough, and far too difficult for me to follow? Is it not because I see it as the road to hell instead of looking on it as a simple way, without a sacrifice or any loss, to find myself in heaven and in God? Until you realize you give up nothing, until you understand there is no loss, You will have some regrets about the way that you have chosen. And you will not see the many gains your choices offered you. Yet though you do not see them, they are there. Their cause has been affected and they must be present where their cause has entered in. You have accepted healing's cause and so it must be you are healed. And being healed, the power to heal must also now be yours. The miracle is not a separate thing which happens suddenly as an effect without a cause, nor is it it in itself a cause. Its effects are there, though not yet seen. Look inward now, and you will not behold a reason for regret. But cause indeed, for glad rejoicing and hope of peace okay. From twelve, pain and sin are one illusion, as our hate and fear, attack and guilt, but one. Where they are causeless, their effects are gone and love must come wherever they are not. Why are you not rejoicing? No more is pain your friend and guilt your God, and you should welcome the effects of love. Thirteen, your guest has come. You asked him, and he came. You did not hear him enter, for you did not wholly welcome him and yet his gifts came with him. He has laid them at your feet and asked you now that you will look on them and take them for your own. He needs your help in giving them to all who walk apart, believing they are separate and alone. They will be healed when you accept your gifts because your guest will welcome everyone whose feet have touched the holy ground whereon you stand and where His gifts for them are laid. Fourteen. You do not see how much you now can give because of everything you have received. Yet he who entered in but waits for you to come where you invited him to be. There is no other place where he can find his host nor where his host and meet with him, and nowhere else his gifts of peace and joy and all the happiness his presence brings can be obtained, for they are where he is who brought them with him that they might be yours. You cannot see your guests, but you can see the gifts he brought, and when you look on them, you will believe his presence must be there. For what you now can do could not be done without the love and grace his presence holds. Such is the promise of the living God. His Son have life, and every living thing be part of him, and nothing else have life. On confusion has this world been based and there is nothing else it rests upon its basis does not change although it seems to be in constant change yet what is that except the state yet what is that except the state of confusion really mean. 16 the body does not change it represents the larger dreams that change is possible. On earth, there are double purpose for they can be made to teach opposing things. The body can appear to change with time, yet this but means the mind remains unchanged in its belief of what the purpose of the body is. What then becomes of you? For it is... (laughs) What then becomes of you? For it is you of whom the sacrifice is asked. 18. The body that is asked to be a god will be attacked because it's nothing that has not been recognized. And so it seems to be a thing with power in itself. as something... It can be perceived and thought to feel and act, and holds you in its grasp as prisoner to itself, and it can fail to be what you demanded that it be, and you will hate it for its littleness, unmindful that the failure does not lie in that it is not more than it should be, but only in your failure to perceive that it is nothing, yet its nothingness is your salvation. 19, as it seeming something is the body asked to be the God's enemy, replacing what he is with littleness and limit and despair. It is his loss you celebrate when you behold the body as a thing you love or look upon it as a thing you hate. For if he be the sum of everything, then what is not in him does not exist, and His completion is its nothing. Your Savior lives in God, and it is this that makes Him Savior unto you, and only this. His body's nothingness releases yours from sickness and from death. For what is yours cannot be more nor less than what is His.
1: Thank you, LeMoyne. Thank you.
9: Well, you're welcome. Thank you, LeMoyne.
0: Hey, thanks. All right, and we're past the top of the hour, so time we turn to Fran for remembrance of our lesson. Can you take it now, Fran?
1: Yep. Yep. Thank you.
0: <laughs> Thank you.
1: Yeah. Thanks, Lauren. Um, hi, everybody. We are in the second part of the workbook, and the theme that we're on is what is the second coming? Today's lesson is lesson 306, The Gift of Christ is All I speak today. So I shall read something. from what is the second coming. Christ's second coming, which is sure as God, is merely the correction of mistakes and the return of sanity. It is a part of the condition which restores the never lost and reestablishes what is forever and forever true. It is the invitation to God's word to take illusions place the willingness to let forgiveness rest upon all things without exception and without reserve. There is no end to the release the Second Coming brings, as God's creation must be limitless. Forgiveness lights the Second Coming's way because it shines on everyone as one, and thus is oneness recognized at last. The Second Coming ends the lessons which the Holy Spirit teaches, making way for the Last Judgment. The Second Coming is the time in which all minds are given to the hands of Christ to be returned to spirit in the name of true creation and the will of God. The Second Coming is the one event in time which time itself cannot affect. Pray that the Second Coming will be soon. But do not rest with that. It needs your eyes and ears and hands and feet. It needs your voice, and most of all it needs your willingness. Let us rejoice that we can do God's will and join together in its holy light. Behold, the Son of God is one in us, and we can reach our Father's love through him. And we'll go over to the lesson. Lesson 3 of 6, the gift of Christ is all I seek today. What the Christ's vision would I use today when it can offer me a day in which I see a world so like to heaven that an ancient memory returns to me. Today I can forget the world I made. Today I can go past all fear and be restored to love and holiness and peace. Today, I am redeemed and born anew into a world of mercy and of care, of loving kindness and the peace of God. And so, our Father, we return to you, remembering we never went away, remembering your holy gifts to us. In gratitude and thankfulness we come, with empty hands and open hearts, and minds Asking but what you give. We cannot make an offering sufficient for your son. But in your love, the gift of Christ is his. Take a moment, reflect on this. Lesson 306, the gift of Christ is all I seek today. And so, our Father, we return to you, remembering we never went away. Remembering your holy gifts to us. Lesson three hundred six: The gift of Christ is all I seek today. Amen. 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 Thank you, friend. Thank you, friend. Thank you, guys.
5: ma'am Thank you, friends.
10: Thank you. I just want to say it's uh, it's Chris. I want to say hi. Ready and willing to give the gift of Christ in this phone call. Thank you.
1: Oh, hi. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Chris.
9: Thank you, Chris.
2: Nice to hear your voice, Chris.
10: Oh.
8: Mm. Good morning. It's Mindy. thank you. Um just briefly, I had a bit of a miracle yesterday and this morning and um <laughs> I need to share it. I have a habit of losing my keys and it causes a lot of challenges and it also causes a lot of growth and learning to be stuck at home. And um The other day, I misplaced them again and didn't know where I bought my put my new. Oh, there's my music again. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) This is the second time music has come on when I've shared. But I just finally I just said, you know, there's a gift in this. If I just allow myself to feel my feelings about it. um, I know that it's all going to pass and the flow will return to me. And I did that I just allowed my feelings to flow the day before yesterday. And I really needed to get up and get going in the morning yesterday, but I couldn't go anywhere. And I thought, well, I guess I'm going to walk to my appointment a couple blocks down. And I'm noticing that my winter coat is is downstairs. And on my way up from the basement bedroom, I said, maybe I should bring that up. I said, no, if I need it, I'll, I'll bring it up later. I will bring it up later, and I'll grab these other clothes that I want to wear. So um, it becomes apparent to me that um, I need to just go with the flow for the day and not be concerned about being on time or walking or having the ability to do what I need to do, and I just surrendered to where I was at, surrendered to my little sisters in, in Christ, my little furry beings, and decided to accommodate them in their desire to have me near them while they ate instead of trying to rush around and do things so i grabbed a little stool to sit with them and the the walkway was clear i went to grab the stool and i sat down and i petted my one little girl who likes to be petted and i I looked to my left and i mean i don't even believe this if i share this with you but there's my winter coat which i purposely left downstairs because i was carrying other things and i went Now, I've had a key appear in a pocket where it wasn't before. My thought was, oh, my God, this is my winter coat. Maybe the key is in the pocket. You guys, I reached over. I grabbed the coat. The key was in the pocket.
1: Wow. So, Yay for yeah. little
2: miracles. Thank oh, you. I know. <laughs> the
8: isn't that amazing <laughs> so today i didn't refuse to get out of bed while i slept wrong and felt a little bit out of alignment i said to myself the gift of christ today that i'm going to receive is resurrection and i had some resistance to be having to be totally resurrected i didn't want to give up my identity i didn't want to just uh, be a Christ and, and do nothing except shine I wanted to get up and do some work so I said okay I'm gonna see my I'm just gonna do what I, I know I need to do I'm not gonna get up and sit and try to heat and try to get my body working and get that muscle knot. blah 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 I'm not gonna do that I'm just gonna go into action the, the the trash is coming I need to get some trash out I need to do some work here um, oh it has not come yet yay so I started to do what I did and I succeeded and then I decided to sit down and lo and behold the thing that i needed my body to do just happened it went back into alignment and i'm sitting there going
1: wow
8: (laughs) and for me the gift of christ is in every moment enjoying what i'm doing making it all right that i'm doing it and asking and knowing and seeing that it's working out in love and with the intention that i asked it to and I made the commitment on the workbook call before I get out of bed, hey, I'm just going to see my body getting better with every movement. I'm going to have this positive expectation of the faith of Christ. And I'm going to just have that at every moment of the day and keep surrendering to what is and keep asking for Christ's vision to come to me. And so I'm just like, I'm excited about what I'm supposed to do rather than dreading it, there's like more excitement. And there's more like, Oh, this is heaven, I get to go run this errand and I get to clean that up. And Oh, I get to coddle this one. And it's like, if it weren't meant to happen, it wouldn't happen. So everything that happens to me, I can recognize is to my good. I do not need to have the little voice that says, Oh, here's something in the way, you know, nothing is in my way, everything is pointing towards heaven. (sighs) What a lesson. (laughs) Thank you.
9: That's great.
4: Thank you, Wendy. Mindy, I'm sorry. This is Harrison. Great lesson today. Uh, The gift of Christ is all. I seek. The first question that occurred to me is What is the gift of Christ? Because it seems like from the title that it's an all encompassing idea. The Christ. It suggests here is not a thing, it's not something I can put my hands on. The gift of Christ, according to the first sentence here, is Christ's vision. So what is Christ's vision? I suspect it's looking at the world not through my eyes, my physical eyes, but through the Holy Spirit's eyes. And the Holy Spirit according to what I've been able to gather from the Course, sees no justification for separation. The Holy Spirit sees no separation. It sees only oneness. And that's the gift that God has given me. He recognized that when I had this tiny mad idea that I'm separate from Him, that I needed a holy response. And so what he gave me was the Holy Spirit and Christ's vision. The Holy Spirit to teach me and Christ's vision to see. And this lesson tells me that I can see a world so light to heaven that an ancient memory returns to me. I think that's the real world. The real world is Also, it was an illusion. But what it reflects is an idea, a heavenly idea. It reflects heaven's oneness. It's a state of mind. beyond our dreams of separation so the real world is not a thing it's not something I see with my physical eyes the real world is a state of mind and that's where the Holy Spirit operates in our minds. He tells me that I can forget the world I made. How do I forget the world I made? And throughout the course, it tells me that all that is required is a change of mind, a change of teachers to recognize that all of my life, quote unquote, I've been listening to the wrong teacher. I've been listening to the ego. And Jesus is offering me through the Course. is another way, a better way. And I love the line, today I can go past all and be restored to love and holiness and peace. Who wouldn't want that? Today I'm redeemed and born anew into a world of mercy and of care of loving kindness and the peace of God. Who wouldn't want that? So my question was, how do I achieve that? How do I become redeemed and born new into a world of mercy and of care and loving kindness and the peace of God? How do I get that? That's what I want. And the answer, is in the title of today's lesson, The Gift of Christ is All I Seek Today. That's it. It's to accept that gift that God holds up to me unconditionally has no idea of any unholy thought that I've had or any unholy act that I have performed as a body. That the body and my experience as a body, Does not exist in the mind of God. It never happened. So he has offered me this gift unconditionally. And the gift is the truth of who I have always been the Christ. Beautiful prayer. And so, our Father, we return to you remembering we never went away. Remembering your Holy gift to us. I have believed all along that I left the arms of Christ of God that I separated from God and what I didn't recognize is that I did that because I thought that's how I could exist and I thought that I sinned when I did that, when I separated from God. He says, in gratitude and thankfulness we come with empty hands and open hearts and minds, asking but what you give We can't make an offering sufficient for your son, but in your love, the gift of Christ is his. That's what he's offering me. And all I have to do is accept it. I need do nothing. Just recognize that the gift of Christ is mine. It's always been mine. It's always been there. All I have to do is open myself up to the realization that the gift of Christ is mine.
1: Thank you. I'm complete. It's beautiful teaching Harrison thank you wow Harrison thank you so much thank you Harrison wondrous
9: thank you
6: Harrison yeah, thank you Harrison
10: hi this is Chris the gift of Christ is all I seek today this reminds me of being a child and Christmas is tomorrow and I know I'm gonna have Christmas gifts under the tree and already anticipating the joy of opening up that gift. Christmas is going to be tomorrow. I'm so happy. (laughs) So, what, um, what Jesus is saying that, is that I have that now, that I could feel good that, the gifts are there. And that I could use that gift of Christ's vision at any given point that I could be anticipating that happy outcome. That that world i once made can be completely gone from my mind and the restoration of love and kindness and peace is mine it's ours what came to mind is the analogy of silverware being restored to its original shine and luster and and it's it happens by immersing it in liquid. And that liquid to me is symbolic of the present moment, awareness, and non-judgment. Oh, here's the, here's the tarnish. Let me be aware of it. Let me be present with it. Let me not judge it and forgive it. And and we have that, we have, we are that light that removes that and we can shine forth. And to me, what's symbolic of that world seen through Christ is an inner world of mercy and of care, of loving kindness, and the peace of God, I could have that kind of inner experience which could be the way I see the world out there through an inner world full of mercy and of care, of loving kindness, of that peace. And My father, our father is saying to us we can always be in that space, that Christ unconditionally relaxed, joyful vision and mind. And all we need to do is empty our hands and open our hearts and minds very symbolic of being open and receptive, being in that surrendered state where we could receive that that is already there. Wow. Yahoo.
2: (laughs) I look. And I agree. Wow. Thanks. (laughs)
10: Yes, I heard an amen to that. (laughs) I'm complete.
1: Thank you, Chris. Lovely. That was excellent, Chris. Yahoo, indeed. Thank you.
7: Thanks, Chris. This is Sandra. And the gift of Christ is all I seek today. I, I was thinking along the lines of Harrison, asking myself, what is the gift of Christ? Um, and it occurred to me that it was it was forgiveness. You I know, mean, I was brought up in a Jewish background with the Old Testament and I was taught that God was a vengeful, jealous God, and I never, in my upbringing, and I was—I mean, I was trained. I was trained to be bat mitzvah. I went to Hebrew school. The whole thing. I did get that we were created in the image and likeness of our Creator, but I never got the the principle of forgiveness. I didn't I don't remember any of that in any I remember the day of atonement where you ask God to forgive your sins but we're being taught we never sinned and that because we never sinned our job here my job here on this planet is to is to forgive and I have to if I think I've sinned I have to forgive myself first because that because That is, the Creator never condemned us. The Creator loves unconditionally. And um, my access to that is my Holy Spirit. It's something that's within me. It's not separate from me. It's my higher mind has access to that forgiving energy called the Christ Consciousness because it's all based in forgiveness forgiving myself first and forgiving all my brothers and sisters and forgiving the whole world. And it sounds simple, but that's a very tall order for me. And all I can say is one, one day at a time, one step at a time, I'm working on it. And um, my hope is that we are all working on it <laughs> and that one day this planet will be a forgiven planet that just is Full of light and and love I'm complete
2: mm, yeah thank you sandra
1: thank you thank you sandra
2: thank you thank you yeah. Sandra I agree.
10: Beautiful message, Sandra.
1: Well, this is a beautiful reading today. Um I just love the paragraph that it's well, I love the whole thing, but hard to pick stuff out Um, my guest has come (laughs) I'm at home in my guest that my mind is at home in God my mind is at home in God is heaven that unity that state of mind thank you Harrison Um, that I am purely spirit in the mind of God and and when I know that I'm in his service I'm the servant of God and I, I am, and my will is one with God, and that is to bring wholeness and completion to every son of God that knows, that doesn't know what or thinks he's separate, or thinks that he can suffer, or that he needs suffer and be in pain. So, my saviors, my brothers, all my brothers and sisters are my, are my saviors because it's in forgiving, in forgiving that I am forgiven, and from the forgiven from what. Saved from what? Safe from the dream of the dream of separation, the dream of judgment. That I, I I could dream that I was a body and separate and alone in a world of other millions of bodies of people who were separate and alone. The the dream of this 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 being a person in a body is what I'm safe from. And I'm restored to my perfection in spirit, which is already, always, um, always has been, always is, and always will be already perfect, my spirit doesn't need to be sa- saved. My mind needs to be saved from a mistaken perception, a dream of perception, that when perception is undone, uh, my mind will be restored to knowledge. And that Christ Christ consciousness you know, that he he was the first one, it says it in the first chapters, he was the first one to completely understand this, and that he completed his part in it, and that we all have our own part in it, and that's my individual salvation, that I saved myself by coming to this real eyes way of seeing through his eyes, Christ's eyes, the... um. Oh, I got a call. Never mind. Um, the um, I got distracted. Oh, see through his only his eyes. That um, I can I can I'm capable of disowning any thought that opposes or blocks the knowledge of, my knowledge of this. That I know the truth. That only loving thoughts. Are true and that I can only express and share loving thoughts is my truth so any thought aside from abiding in that truth is is idle or a waste of time or you know just a worldly thought an egoic thought and it sustains the belief that I'm separate in a body and uh, in the world that I, w- I can give up the world thoughts of the world I have to think about it. It doesn't take much to move around and tie my shoes and clean my house and drive my car. <laughs> but dancing in the mind of God is where I want to be. And that this I am not a body is is a, the demand that it be a duty that I make an image of myself, a personality which I own and claim and identify with as a a reality separate from the reality that God created for me, the united power, protection and safety of the kingdom of God, which is what we are, united in one mind, one heart, one love, one soul, one emotion, one feeling, (laughs) extending itself immortally, immortally, in or immortality, changelessly, constantly, and without alteration, distinction or difference. What is the same, love is cannot be different and cannot be apart. Oh, there I go. 6 minutes. Not too bad, kids, huh? Mm-hmm. I love you. Thank you. Thank you.
4: Thank you.
9: And I dance. This is Ida. Um, When I was a kid, I had a superhero complex. That's what I'm calling it because I saw war and terrible things every night on the news that my parents would watch. And I, I took it all in, hook, line, and sinker. I believed it all in the context that that it was in. I was just a kid, you know, what did I know? And, um, I wanted to save the world. I mean, I wanted for the wars and rumors of wars to end. And, um, I thought that when I grew up, I would do that. <laughs> but, uh, when I grew up, as I grew up, my, my, the way I looked at all this just, had to change and so it did and finding a course in miracle was probably the capstone of my life um in as much as that was over 30 years ago but I haven't studied it straight for 30 years you know I let it go and got into other things and 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 then I picked it up again but I'm so glad I did because now I see that uh I have to save myself and uh, not without Christ, with Christ, with the Holy Spirit, through forgiveness, through forgiving the world for what I see, it's quote unquote sins and, um, forgiving myself and forgiving everybody. Um, I saw it that way because I wanted to see it that way. And that's the only reason I saw it that way back then. Or if I see it that way now, it's the same thing. And uh, that when I truly save myself by accepting the atonement for myself, I am saving the world. I will see the world differently. And uh, that's a real good thing. Um, The gift of Christ is all I seek today. Thanks, I'm complete.
1: Sweet. Thanks, Ida.
2: Thank you, Ida. So glad you're here, Ida. Now, thank thank you. you, Ida.
0: Thanks, Ida.
10: Love your perspective, Ida.
4: Thanks.
5: This is Micah. Go ahead, Micah. Um... Well, this this uh, starting on paragraphs sixteen, seventeen, and you know all the way to the end, the um, uh, about the body that that kind of got me and and It got the thoughts kind of turning and and uh, kind of in a little bit of confusion because I I I was moving with it in a certain way and then it seemed like on the again I'll use a dance floor metaphor. Uh, It seemed like suddenly that Jesus was moving in another direction, you know, and um, I didn't quite spin with his lead and I'm I'm trying to catch up and figure out where he is, you know, and um, it it kind of where it really, you know, it made sense like the body represents the larger dream and I and that took me right to the place, okay, the body here is a dream. It, it's a, a projection of our consciousness, of, of will and love into time-space. Jesus says at no time does the body exist at all. And um so I'm... I was really valuing that movement into how, you know, am I identified in the dream, like a dream at night? Am I, am I, is the body real in my dream at night? And, and it's kind of the same thing is going on. And the, it, where it started to move a little bit, where I got out of step was his mentioning of God. And, um, because I, I've had some very, very deep experiences with, of God being all that is and and it's like that daily exercise where it says God is in the waste basket and in the coating and God is in my hand the hand you know because God is in my mind again that goes back to the dream this is this is a, a creation of consciousness going on a, a, full of love and and so this what I've seen the body become as I go into Christ's vision is something so uh, lovable. And, and yet he kind of hits on if you love the body, you know, there's it's a negative thing. And yet, um, as cause and effect are one in this realm of consciousness, uh, that that love just permeates everything. And, and so I I came across a couple quotes and I'll, I'll kind of go through some of the reading, but I got to be quick. So Lori had some time here. Um, uh, let's see. That's not the right one. Here we go. No. Um, there's no place for hell within a world whose loveliness can yet be so intense and so inclusive. It is but a step from there to heaven your tired eyes I bring a vision of a different world so new and clean and fresh you will forget the pain and sorrow that you saw before and uh, yet this world can become a treasure house as rich and limitless as heaven itself no instant passes here in which your brother's holiness cannot be seen and when I came across that, I, I was, I, I've had these experiences where, it, I mean, my brother's holiness is in this mind that we are that's joined. You know, I go into the spacious, more of the spacious self and feel our shared consciousness, and there for sure my brother's holiness can be seen, and yet these eyes are like our daily lesson was talking about, um, these eyes look on this world and see see my brother's communication device in in time-space as cause and effect of one. And it, too, is holy, you know. So, uh, like, in a lesson, let's see if I can get to it. The... um, you know, who uses but Christ's vision finds peace so deep and quiet, undisturbed and holy, changeless that the world contains no panotypes. Comparison uh, and, and the world. Depo- uh, I don't know if I have the right use. Oh, no, I'm on I'm, I'm the wrong one, I'm sorry. Uh, but Christ's vision, what I use today when it can offer me a day in which I see a world so like to heaven that an ancient memory returns to me. Um, Today I go past all fear to be restored to love and holiness and peace. Today I am redeemed and born anew into a world of mercy and of care and of loving kindness and the peace of God. And so I, I, you know, I'm doing this, uh, the body gets very, very holy in its neutrality. 'Cause what Jesus is saying in the in the section is very true about um let's see where sickness is a demand the body be a thing that it is not, it's nothingness is the guarantee that it cannot be sick. And and there I go, you know, it, it's it's an effect of this higher this higher mind, this joined consciousness. Um In your demand that it be more than this lies the idea of sickness, for it asks that God be less than all he really is. And when I read that, I I harmonized with that. I go, oh yeah, God is everything. And to me, to separate out the body and call it a me, separate from God, that's an illusion. But God is, it asks that God be less than all he really is. He's everything. So I, I, I moved there pretty well. Um, and then, um, see what then can, for he is told that what is part of him belongs to him no longer. So that, that, that made me feel again that the body was intimately integrated, you know, as a dream in time space, it was part of God because God is in the mind, uh, and it, the body is asked to be, the, and then this this is where it started to get confusing. In paragraph eighteen, the body that is asked to be a god will be attacked because its nothingness has not been recognized. And but then this made sense, and so it seems to be a thing with a power in itself. We know the body is a, an effect of this higher cause, and so it you know it comes into alignment then, and to see it. When I when I work with the idea of the body, you know, at no time does the body exist at all. You know, those those ideas move the awareness out of body identification because that's the problem: is we're identified in the story of being this thing, uh, integrated deeply into every muscle sensation, you know, the blinking of the eyelids, the uh, the posture of bones, and and. Uh, the way that it moves, you know, it all becomes who we are, you know, and, uh, uh, but there were other, there were other points. It would take a long time to kind of look at these the last two paragraphs and there's points where it kind of shifts back and forth. And uh, as something is the body asked to be, Wait. as something is the body asked to be God's enemy, replacing what he is with littleness, limit and despair. It is his loss you celebrate. God's loss you celebrate when you behold the body as a thing you love or look upon it as a thing you hate. For if he be the sum of everything, then what is not in him does not exist. And that was real confusing for
10: me. For
5: if he be the sum of everything, then what is not in him does not exist. And his completion is its nothingness. And I, I w- you know, I was gonna, I was. Kind of anticipating that God would say, and in His completion, you uh, know, you know, it, you know, it is—it's nothingness, but it's—it's it, it's validity too, because it's all God, you know. So it's um. Anyway, uh, I didn't do very well explaining my confusion. So, <laughs> um, and I'll, I'll let other people talk, but we're running out of time. I'm done. Thanks.
1: Thank you, Micah. Thanks, you, t- you touched on some great, great um, quotes there. Yeah, thank you, Micah.
6: That's the part of the reading that I wanted to go to, and you took care of it. Thanks.
0: Hmm. Well, good. Um, did oh,
6: you Thank ever... you, Micah. Yeah, this is
0: Lemoyne. I, I want to pick up the next sentence after that last one read. for if he be the sum of this is, this I understand this capital H-E for if he be the sum of everything God and what is not in him does not exist and his completion is is nothing and then it says your savior is not dead nor does he dwell in what." and I think I want to just focus on the first two words, "your savior," because it, this is, I think, it, this is where a place where earlier in the text he might be, he might say, "your brother," but I think he is pointing and said that your brothers are brothers and sisters. All every earlier he says every living thing. Um, or worse to that effect. And that, you know, what is living is not dead, you know. And our none of us is dead, or at least even in the terms of the world, or there wouldn't be anything happening, right? So your Savior is not dead, nor does he dwell in what was built as temple unto death. And this, I think is is
3: um, it's an
0: indirect way of saying that you know all life is one, and that the cause of life is what is alive and real and to be focused on, and that viewing that in completion, then everything else falls away in importance that the body. Um, is, is becomes effect and causes recognition, and source and cause are what he's asking us to turn to. I want to leave time for Lori too. <laughs> that uh, you know earlier, like paragraph fourteen. It doesn't use the word, but I believe that this is the description of what's referred to frequently in the text as the altar. And nowhere else his gifts and peace and joy and all the happiness his presence presence brings can be obtained. And that that is where the vision of Christ returns to and comes From and to and where you know giving and receiving are can be recognized as one and true in life and uh, and that that is that is the challenge is to not get distracted and let our mind stray to effect which is body things and so forth that uh, for me it's helpful to remember that the body is not a singular thing it's like a whole bunch of tiny little things all gathered around one living thing which is each of us and uh, anyway I'm complete there Uh, Lori do you have something to share or a quote?
1: oh I do I do I do thanks Lemoine. um as regards this body thing uh i went back after i did the reading this morning in the lesson and looked at what is the body and um, a couple of sentences make it really clear what he's talking about here he what is the body the body is a fence the son of god has imagined that he built around himself to keep him safe from love and from his capital S self. And within that space, he thinks he is safe from love. Um, when I looked at just those two sentences, I thought, okay, that puts it all into perfect perspective here. This reading is talking about um, the sparkle and jangle and noise and attraction of external stuff form 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 becomes the problem that blinds me to content how to approach this um it's not that form is bad okay it's not that form is bad at all in fact In fact here's something to put it in perspective really well way back in chapter 4 in the escape from here he says your egos are trying to convince you that they are real and I am NOT because if I am real I'm no more real than you are that knowledge and I assure you that is knowledge means that Christ must come into your minds and heal them oh and the beautiful thing about truth it never attacks Although I'm not attacking your egos or your body, I'm not condemning your body. I'm working with your higher mind, whether you're asleep or awake, just as your ego does with your lower mind. I am your vigilance in this because you're too confused to recognize your own hope. I was not mistaken. Your minds will elect to join with mine, and together we are invincible. And that's the content of today's lesson Christ must come into your minds and heal them in chapter 18 he says there's nothing outside you and then a little bit later in that same section he says the body is outside you what am I what am I to make of that and and you you said it beautifully Michael when you said the body uh, doesn't exist at any particular point in time rather it's a projection of mind it's um, some slowed down vibratory molecules that are still holy um, but they're slowed down in their vibration um, that doesn't make them bad body's not bad um, in fact he's he says uh, to deny the body is to engage in a particularly unworthy form of denial unworthy unworthy there meaning simply i don't need to do that because in holiness there is no condemnation ever there's only two thought systems the one of the ego where everything is based on separation Separation from God. Separation from my truth. Separation from capital S self. Separation from love. Separation from holiness. Separation from everything that is love. And then there's the thought system of truth where everything belongs. Everything is holy. Everything is healed. Everything is innocent, pure, loving, and lovable that's all that exists and if my experience is vacillating um i'm listening to the ego that's all that's all that can be possible here because there's only two choices in in the in the gospel um, especially as um, shared by paul in his letters is one of my favorite 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 verses and i called upon it yesterday um and he calls upon it again today and he calls upon it throughout this work. You always choose, he says, between your weakness and the strength of Christ in you. And of these two things only one is real. Your weakness and the strength of Christ in you and when my mind aligns with the thought system of truth I have accepted the gift of Christ he says you belong to first cause aside from first cause there is no other cause but you believe he says in this work that it's possible to be host to the ego and hostage to God that's that's an erroneous belief um, it 's the belief that this world is based on and and everyone who comes here is conditioned to believe that, but it 's an error that 's why the second coming of Christ in the first sentence is so simply elegant in its simplicity christ 's second coming, which is sure as God, is merely merely the correction of mistakes and the return of sanity. That's why I love that quote I started with from chapter 4 in The Escape from Fear. The first coming of Christ is just another name for the creation, for Christ is the Son of God. The second coming of Christ means nothing more than the end of the ego's rule over a tiny little part of the mind minds of men and the healing of the mind i was created like you in the first and i have called you to join me in the second if you'll think over your lives and all the wounds and all the suffering and all the pain all the blame all the guilt you'll see how carefully the preparations were made i'm in charge of the second coming and my judgment which is used only for protection cannot be wrong because it never ever ever attacks join with me in the first he says another place I I went for clarity this morning is one of my most very 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 favorite lessons it's lesson 166 I am entrusted with the gifts of God and that's what he's talking about here accept the gift of Christ and he talks about the lonely road the barren road the bleeding feet the suffering cast down view of self such a figure of pity and in that lesson he says if you could see yourself like I see you you would merely laugh at this belief that you hold of what you are and then he says wait a minute pause a moment cuts justice which is always more the unlimited abundant gift of God <laughs> coming of the guest is I am host to God and in that lesson he says pause a minute and feel his touch upon your shoulder and then you can laugh at this terrible vision you had of yourself lonely pleading afraid Cast down, such a figure of pity, a fugitive from love. And one thing more you'll realize, he says, his touch upon your shoulder has made you like himself. And now we can look at our gifts. What are the gifts of God? What are the gifts of Christ? But the gift of joy, I'm redeemed from that error of what I thought I was. I'm restored to the memory of God innocence becomes the truth of everything because nothing ever unholy ever entered the mind of God in, in, that, in that holy instant that changed my life it was wordless and spaceless and timeless and I don't even know how long it lasted but I do know this when my ordinary um, awareness of body came back to me I cried out with joy I am home and you see that's the gift of Christ we are home we are at home in God only having thought be left we are all home we are the host to God The story of hostage to ego was only a mistake and the second coming verifies and validates that truth the gift of Christ what is it it's this Thomas Merton is one of my favorite favorite mystics and he talks about standing in the light of love and and stripping down and getting naked and being honest about what I thought and what I believed and how willing I am to give over my mistakes and he says when I stand in that gaze of love and am penetrated by the holy light of truth in that gaze of love that's the gift of Christ that touch upon the shoulder which has made you like himself and now look at the things you can do. Look at the gifts you have. In that lesson one hundred and sixty six. Show them by your happiness how changed is the mind who has accepted Christ's gifts. Show them by your joy that that I was mistaken in what I thought I was. And you know, the thing about content, the thing about a host to God, the thing about um standing in the light of this loving case is that the gift that is given after that is simply the gift that you've received I give the gifts I have received I don't give them I accept the power which is in me but which is not of me and back to where I began my favorite quote from Paul's letters greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world and that statement contains no condemnation whatsoever it's only truth and that's why when I accept Christ's gifts I live in the light of that truth and it shares itself because that's the power that's the power of love the body is offense I made I did that with my mind. I projected it. That's not an unworthy thing. That's um, something the Holy Spirit can turn toward my benefit, and that's where I wanted to end today in paragraph 16. The body is part of a dream, sure. Uh, it changes, sure, but it reflects the state of mind. And if I want my body to reflect my state of mind, I will allow my body to be used for a different purpose. It depends, this body depends on what I use it for. He says in the manual for teachers, the body is a communication device indeed. But if I want to be aware of the truth of this body, I will use it, he says, to reach out and take the hand of my brother. This brother who is not other this brother is capitalist self every brother is capitalist self change what the body's purpose is and it will change in its functionality use it to reach out to your brother and the body will become holy because the body's state depends on what you use it for the body's purpose can be changed and when i allow my body's purpose to be changed for me what i've really done is accepted the power which is in me but not of me love extends itself all the gifts of god extend themselves that's the nature of god that's the nature of truth if you think of form and content what's really true is love peace honesty open-mindedness graciousness gentleness all the characteristics of God's teachers are content and when I allow this content to reflect truth here's where I want to end when I allow this content to reflect truth I go past fear and am restored to love and holiness and peace when that's the truth within me i will see a world of mercy and of care of loving kindness and the peace of god because why because mind can only picture what it thinks about itself when I accept innocence I can only picture innocence when I accept holiness I can only picture holiness when I accept love I can only extend love the world is a picture of your state of mind Um, there's so much truth in this this reading today I just can't even touch it all but those are some of the thoughts I had this morning and I'm really grateful and finally the last thing I wanted to say is I was a stranger and you took me in for that I'm very grateful and that's the gift we were born to give I'm complete Mm, that was so
6: good thank you Thank you so yeah. much for thank those you. references. <laughs> thank, thank
3: you, Lori. Very complete and enlightening. Thank you.
0: Uh, thank you, Lori. Uh, do you have a, a separate close or shall I go? Well, ahead?
1: sure. <laughs> if you have one in the morning, you go right ahead um, but I'll tell you what I love this morning in light of greater is he who lives in me is the temptation has one lesson it would teach in all its forms and wherever it occurs it would persuade the Holy Son of God he is a body born in what must die Unable to escape its frailty and bound by what it orders him to feel, it sets the limits on what he can do. Its power is the only strength he has. Its grasp cannot exceed its his grasp cannot exceed its tiny reach. Would you be this if Christ appeared to you in all His glory, asking you but this: choose once again, if you would take your place among the saviors of the world. Or would you remain in hell and hold your brothers there? For he has come and he is asking this. How do you make the choice? How easily is this explained to you? Always choose between your weakness and the strength of Christ in you and what you choose is what you think is real. Simply by never using weakness to direct your actions you've given it no power. And the light of Christ in you is given charge of everything you do for you have brought your weakness unto him and he has given you his strength instead the gift of christ is all i see today amen 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 thank you thank you guys
0: thank you everybody
7: yeah
0: uh, thanks